Welcome to Sassy Nation on this Friday, April 16th, 2021. So, if you listened to the Sassy Show yesterday, I sorta, <laughs> sorta kinda talked about a little bit about racism, talked a little bit about um, Sam Donald's presser, saw, talked a little bit about the NFL draft, talked a little bit about social media. Um, you know, it was like a vacuum of stuff, basically. And I also talked about my dating book, relationships book that's coming out in May. Um, I gave some advice on dating, but also relationships in general. And I gave advice to just people in general, not dating, just advice in general. It was a very, very good conversation. So if you missed it, it's still on my Facebook page. You can go to my Facebook page, look it up and listen to it there. Or you can just wait until I download it to my YouTube channel and then you can you can watch it there. Okay. Oh, I also said, you know, Colin uh, uh, Cowherd, is, uh, he copied one of my tweets. So <laughs> I didn't know that my tweets were so important to all these other sports journalists out there. I didn't know that I was just so important. Uh, well, the, and the one was basically, you know, know your worth and then add tax. That's basically what I said. In mine, he took it and put, know your value, add 10%. So it wouldn't look like he was copying me, but yes. I saw that honey bunny. <laughs> honey bunny. <laughs> I love saying that. I said that to my, my nephew the other day. Oh, my honey bunny. And he just laughed. And then, you know, and then, of course, then my niece goes, you're such a goofball. <laughs> oh, Lord, they're funny. So anyhow, um, hmm. so I'll just revamp what I said yesterday, especially um, where I can, because I talked about the Patriots. Um, basically because, well, we'll talk about Sam Darnold again. So Sam had his presser. Carolina you know he got to look at the new digs that he's going to be in uh, got to do his presser so Carolina posts it on their Instagram and of course then we have to have people go out of their way to say negative things and you know sarcastic kind of things um and one of them was from a Patriots fan and then we had a couple Patriots fans on there like he uh one Patriots fan said oh I'm gonna miss playing you twice a year you know haha um, so I basically pointed out, um, hello, you're in rebuild mode. I want to talk about you. You know, you'll still play the Jets and you'll still beat them no matter who the quarterback is. That's not the reason why you beat them. You beat them because the whole team on a whole sucks. That's basically why you beat them. Because you had a coach and Adam Gaze that fucking sucks. And that's why you beat them. And then I pointed out, and he pointed out, oh, well, we're cool. We signed, we signed this guy, we signed that guy, we did this, we did. Oh, okay, yes. So I said this. They broke the NFL record for most guaranteed money spent in free agency, targeting major areas of need as a result of some shaky drafting in recent years, which was tight end, wide receiver, and defensive front seven. But history says that big spenders in free agency usually regret it in big in time. They usually regret it. We can we can go through all different sports and tell you they regret it. Um, and that's why I laugh at the Jets fans all the time when they're like, oh my God, he's not spending. Yes, he's cheap. I will say that they're cheap when it comes to that kind of stuff too. 
They could spend a little money on free agency, but they don't. They pick people who are not really going to be, um, uh, I don't know how to put, um, hmm. they really don't pick people. They pick people who are somewhat talented, but are not the number one in my eyes. I'll put it that way. Okay. So then they, they, he talked about this, this Patriots fan talked about two of them that, um, that they signed. So I said about Henry. So Henry's injury history, which goes back to his time at Arkansas. He's never played a 16 game season in his first five years in the NFL. As for Judon, J-U-D-O-N, I, I forgive myself, <laughs> forgive me, I forgive myself, but forgive me for not um, pronouncing this right, if I didn't pronounce your name right. The last time the Patriots invested in a in a big, big in a Ravers linebacker, because he was on the Ravens, uh, was Thomas in 2007. That's a long time ago. And after a productive first season that Thomas had, he fizzled out. So you spend all that money on him, and he fizzled out. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of times, a team is going to go all out on free agency. They may not get what they think they're going to get. Like, they don't think they're going, they may not get what they think they want. Okay. So now while we're talking about this, about the Jets and Sam Darnold. So Sam's former center, Ryan Kaylee, is that what we see on last name, sweetheart? <laughs> All right. Believes that his career may have gone better if it wasn't for Adam Gaze. Really? I think everybody saw that. <laughs> but at least it's nice to hear it from a former player. He said, um, he said, in Adam Gaze's system, it didn't give Sam a lot of room to grow. In my opinion, to make decisions on the fly. It worked in some instances, but it handicapped him in the long run. Yes, it did. Because notice, Gaze never let Sam audible. He never was able to audible at the line. He gave that, he took that that away from him, which is so important for a quarterback. It's so, it's ridiculous. All right. Um, it was a system that did not allow, did not allow a lot of individual freedom. It was, it was very, you do it this way and that's it. Yes, a lot of the scheme was predetermined, the plays, based on what they thought they were seeing from the sideline. So they went into games without a real game plan. They, they game planned on the fly, on the sideline. That's why you kept seeing Gaze looking at his fucking little stupid little play sheet. That is the worst way to coach a football game. What happened to watching tape and then coming up with schemes based on what you see on the tape? And then going with that and then making what's called adjustments at halftime. Oh, no, but to Christopher Johnson, he was a brilliant offensive mind. Oh, yes, he's so fucking brilliant. Look what he did. Um, he uh, Ryan praised Donald and has hope he can find some stability and consistency in Carolina. Donald will work with an accomplished offense, offense in Charlotte, which boasts a strong head coach coordinator combo, which is Matt Rule and Joe Brady, as well as an elite running back, elite 
running back. Hello, Jets, elite running back in Christian McCaffrey. And his favorite target from his first two seasons, Robbie Anderson. Okay, I cannot wait to see that. Um, and then he says, he saw a guy who was an incredible worker. He saw a guy who cared a lot about his teammates, about his craft and his community. He saw a guy who wanted to be good and didn't take anything for granted. Um, so there you go. You heard it here. You heard it there. How, like, and that just shows you how fucking stupid Chris Johnson was. First of all, to hire Adam Gaze, number one. Number two, to not fire him in the middle of the season. Fire him. They're 0-5. You're going to let them be 0-6, then 0-7, then 0-8? After, like, 0-7, I would have been like, get the hell out of here. You could have helped Sam Darnold so much by just firing Adam Gaze mid-season. Even, even if you fired him after eight games, half a season, he would have still had eight games to figure everything out and to do things the right way. You would have then seen that I would have promoted the offensive coordinator as the head coach. Kept him be the let him be the head coach. I would have gotten rid of the defensive coach anyway because the defense sucked. Okay, with him, you know, with the Saints guy, I would have got rid of him. I would have fired him anyway. The Saints dude, the dude that was on Bounty, <laughs> Bounty Gate. That's how I remember him. Um, and I'm gonna remember him by purposely losing the purposely losing the game against the Raiders. Um, you know, it's just crazy. Um, you know, Greg Williams, I mean, come on, come on already. They had that game and then I know that was his favorite call. Okay. I get it. But still, I'm still bitter about that game. They should have freaking won that game. I think the whole season would have turned around. They would have won, they won two games, but they could have won three or four. But anyway, I digress about that. So I know I said it, I think, last week. Since we're still talking about Sam Darnold, I'll just go into my Sam rant a little bit. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. So I said to you last week, when I wrote the article about him taking a couple's picture with the girl, Coral Silverberg, um, and then her account is private, and he didn't post any of the pictures on his and what that meant. Then the following week, I look on hers, and only Kyle Allen was following her. Well, now everybody's following her again. So Sam is back to following her. This girl, Britt, whatever her freaking ass name is, um... Jared, the backup quarterback for the Patriots and his wife, Summer, Kyle Allen, and his girlfriend, and then the Gentleman's Playbook is also following her, too, by the way, just so you know. So they're all following each other again. I don't know what the purpose was of unfollowing them for a while and then refollowing. Uh, it, it makes you look stupid. Because that was stupid. Unless they didn't do that and there was a glitch. Now, I can tell you there's been a lot of glitches on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter lately. 
glitches galore. Because whenever you have a glitch with a social media account, social media platform, that means they're working behind the scenes on, account, on, on the platform. FYI. Um, and there are a lot of changes coming, FYI, to Facebook and Instagram. Um, and Twitter, too. Twitter is doing a couple things behind the scenes, too. But anyhow. So, but here's the thing that, like, Coral Silverberg doesn't realize. Number one, your account is private. Why? Why are you hiding anything? You work in with football operations. You are the head of football operations. Okay. <laughs> this is this is what always gets me. Um, so. Oh, oh, that was that funny one. Um. I uh, just need to see. Do, 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 do. Oh, I found something else here. How cool is this? So there's so many apps. I'm just I just looked at this app. So hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is wrong. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Oh, I have to come back to this this stupid thing here. Okay, hold on a minute. <laughs> see, I click on like uh, there's t there are oh my god. There are tons of apps that people just do not know that there are. It's crazy. But anyway. Okay. So what was I talking about? Oh, yes. Okay. So she's the director of football operations for Clutch Sports Group. Okay. She has not really done anything on Twitter in, like, forever. So I don't know why she bothers even having a freaking-ass Twitter page. Her tweets are protected, by the way, too. You work as the director of football operations. Why the fuck is your social media not public? Do you not want people to know what you do? Do you Are you not proud of what you do? And then what are you hiding by being private? See, there's no purpose to being on social media and being in the public eye and working with athletes and and also being an athlete yourself and be having a social media account private. Don't bother having it. Just delete it. There's no reason that you should be there anyway then. Like, I want people to see my work. I want people to see what I do. I want people to then, that's how I network with people, by the way. Because people get to see what I'm doing, and then they send me messages, and then I network with people, and that's how I actually got to be part of a project, and part of a, part of many projects. And actually, somebody just um, reached out to me and wants to write a blog post for my website on social media stuff. So, if I was if I was private, this wouldn't be happening. Um, basically. So basically, that takes care. That, that's that. But um, you know, you can actually see people's pictures. There's a way of. So this is what Coral doesn't understand, and I, this is I think Coral is a perfect example that I can use that a lot of people understand. There are apps that can take private Instagram accounts and open them so we can see what is on your Instagram account 
based on these apps. I will put that there. These are going to be in my book, by the way, because there's one also that you can view people's Instagram stories without having them know that you're viewing their story. There's that one. There's another one where you can actually see who um, who who people who have private accounts follow. And you can also see what they post. So if you think that employers are not doing this, think again. Employers are doing this many, many times over. And to all the college athletes out there that have social media accounts and you're going to be drafted in two weeks to go to the NFL, make sure you clean up your social media now. Go on your Twitter account. Get rid of stuff that you don't want. I know you may have tweeted something when you were 15, 16 years old. Get rid of it. If you question it, delete it. If it looks bad, get rid of it. It looks like you're a sexist or a racist or you think it could be in question, get rid of it. Now, it just makes me think, like, so there is this website. I'm just on it now, actually. Um, hold on. Where, where was it? Oh, okay. Um, random facts, blah, blah, blah. Who is he? Um, now this is old. Well, they have, yeah, see now, this is old here. So, I don't know how, um, I don't know how, um, dun, 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 let's see when this was written. See, so this is, a, this is a site, I'll just use Sam Donald as an example. Um, random facts. Um, who is Sam Donald's girlfriend? I'm telling you, literally, these, these are, this goes out here, so, Sam Donald's girlfriend first showed up in Sam Donald's social media back in 2016 up to 2018. So, okay. Um, it is not clear when the two began dating, but the two have been seen having a blessed together at a concert after 2017 Indian wall trip. Sam Donald's ex-girlfriend now calls her boyfriend Liam McCloskey whatever her name is. So Claire revealed on Instagram post that Liam met around November of 2019 that you became Instagram official over the summer of 2020. This is how important Instagram is. And when you're an athlete, like Sam is, you need to put things on your feed. If you are dating Claire, we know. If you're dating Coral, we need to know. Everybody needs to know. It has to be official. Why? This is why this is important, like celebrity stuff. Because, like I said in my article I wrote, and I said it on my show, and I'm saying it in my dating book. When athletes do this kind of stupid shit, and they date somebody on the side, and they don't make it Instagram official, they do it for lots of reasons. A, they're not proud of who they're with. They're, they're using her, basically. They're using the girl. For whatever, for money, for fame, for whatever she can get her, whatever, you know, whatever they're using her for, sex, whatever, I don't know. 
but that's basically what they're using here for. So um, when they do that, all athletes, not just them, um, when they do that, they're also, they don't care. They're not in the relationship for the long haul. It's just, you know, it's a fling. Three, they do it because they don't want people, they don't want the girls that could hook up with them and the groupies that want to hook up with him know that he's taken. They all, I'm telling you, this is why this happens. So recently, if you looked at Braxton Barrios, social media, remember on Valentine's Day, he did the stupid Instagram stories about him dating the supermodel, whatever her freaking ass name is, I don't even care. Um, the model girl, you know, the sister who Christian McCaffrey's dating, like they like to, and the, by the way, they like to date, you know, recycle supermodels, by the way. That's what football players do. They recycle the same, the same bitch basically. So they've slept without it. They're like, and those two girls, the one that Christian McCaffrey's dating the sisters, they're like, you know, the Kardashians. They like to recycle NFL players. The Kardashians like to recycle NBA players, just so you know. We, let's get that out. But So there's that portion of it. So he put that in his story. Why? See, a lot of times guys will do that. They'll put a girl that they're with in a story because the story disappears within 24 hours. And then sometimes some people may not be on to see it. So you have a good chance of, of people not seeing your story on Instagram. Now, he recently put her on the feed and he said, oh, I still have my plus one. Well, good for you. So he made it official now because he put it on the feed. And you want to put it on the feed. You want to show people. First of all, guys do this all the time. Guys need guys show off who they're with. Why? Because they, A, they want to know, this girl's mine. Hands off, guys. She's taken. Number one. Number one reason. She's taken. She's mine. You can't have her. Number one. Number two, because they're proud of who they're with. You know, when a guy's dating a girl... He has to be proud of who he's with. He's proud of her. And he wants to show her off to everybody to let everybody know that he's in this relationship. Or he's married. Or he's and or he's dating somebody. Or you know what I'm saying? That's the reason. It's not that's just to post a picture of her. Now, some guys will do that despite being in a relationship, for the relationship's sake. They'll do it because she's arm candy. And they want everybody to see the arm candy that he landed. So just just remember that. So anyway, this website thing, this this um, what you call this app thing. So it tells you who he's currently dating. Um, as for his current personal romantic life, it's believed that he is currently single and focusing on doing what he does best on the field. He see. He prefers to keep his life private. Just one many indications. That he enjoys life outside of the spotlight. Um, <laughs> Sam Donald previously dated a girl named Summer during his high school <laughs> during his high school year. Then during his college, uh, then during his college, his ex girlfriend Claire, which was Sam's uh, was his first girlfriend. Okay, yeah, blah blah blah. Da, da, da. I just read that already. Thank you. Um, 
So he previously dated a girl named Summer during his high school year. Wow, so exciting. So I wonder, so is that Summer girl who's married to Jared, his ex-girlfriend? I'm just curious. Because that's the girl who... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Her name is Summer, by the way. You know. She's married. Oh, no. Summer. Oh, no. Summer is the one that um, Kyle Allen is with. Excuse me. Wrong person. Get them confused. Right. Kennedy is the girl that's married to Jared. Okay, now we all know. Mm-hmm. Ah, her name is Summer. FYI. But, you know, just curious. So, I don't know, maybe this website got them confused between Kyle Allen and, and Sam Darnold. But I see that Sam Donald's not ready to date women. He just wants to date little, you know, ditzy little girls. <laughs> you know, the dinky ones. So for a cheerleader like I am, I can tell you, I can I can pretty much take Coral and like throw her over my head. She's so like dainty. So I see that he's, um, he prefers... He prefers to date those type of girls. So when he's really ready to date a woman, let me know, Sam. We'll see. God, he doesn't, he doesn't want women. This is the whole thing with, like, athletes, too. Like, if you notice, like, if you, you notice who they date, they date these girls purposely. Because it's the male that has to be dominant. It's the male that needs to be the one, you know, Pulling the purse strings, mind you. You know, has to make more money, has to do this, can't can have a woman that's more successful than him. But if you look at Tom Brady with Giselle, Giselle is more um Giselle makes more money than Tom Brady does, by the way. And the money section. But I would still say that Tom is more successful than Giselle. I mean Giselle's very, very successful, don't get me wrong. But if I have to say about success, I mean, look at how successful Tom Brady has been. You know, I'm just comparing it. All right. Ugh, all these people sending me damn emails at the same time. Clearly, this is the only year I will pay for these items. You will need to set up an account and raise money for next year. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, this is my life. Okay, anyhow. All right, so that takes care of that. <laughs> so I have to talk about hockey for a second because I did say yesterday I was going to talk about it with the Canucks. How horrible is that? So the Vancouver Canucks have been out and not playing um, for like three weeks. So the Vancouver Canucks are scheduled to play tonight after being out for three weeks due to the team-wide COVID-19 outbreak, which 22 of the 30 players and four coaching staff members got sick with the virus. Okay? That's a lot of people. 
the team may be recovering from their illness, but know another grueling sequence of recoveries and setbacks begins. Sport doctors know that returning to a high-energy play is in is a crucial and potential dangerous time for our former COVID-19 patients. Pains in the chest, increased breathing problems, marked decrease in performance, unexplained fast heart rates, fainting or near fainting. If you have any type of those symptoms, you need to say something's wrong here and let your coach know. Or if you're having a week, if you're a weekend warrior, see your practitioner and get a referral. All right. But this whole entire thing is crazy. Why are we having them come out and play right now? Why? They're not going anywhere. The Canucks are not going to the playoffs. They're not playing. They're not a playoff team. Can't we just have them rest? They should just be done. Why are we, why, why are we letting them play? So JT Miller, who was an ex-ranger, came out and, and basically said that. Like, hello? You're putting their families at risk. You're putting them at risk. You're putting their lives at risk. Not just, like, you know, the games at risk. Who cares about the games? You're putting their lives at risk. It's ridiculous. And they should not be playing. And I'm going to look that up right now, quick. Quick, quick, quick. Hold on. I'm just going to put type in JT Miller. Okay. It's dangerous to rush a team back after the COVID-19 break. Right. So JT Miller thinks his team is being rushed onto the ice after the break, saying it's dangerous to a lot of players. What we're being asked to do is not going to be too safe, if you're asking me. It's kind of frustrating. If I'm being honest with you, we try to talk about the number one priority being the players' health and their family's safety. And it's almost impossible to do that when they've asked us to, um, to do that here on our return. The Canucks... Um, haven't played since March 24th as the team was ravaged by the outbreak. The team is back on the ice against the um, Oilers tonight. To complete its 56-game schedule, Vancouver must play its remaining 19 games in 31 days. It's kind of crazy. I know everyone has a job to do, but expect our entire team to be ready to play in one practice and a pregame skate is a bit hard to comprehend. Yes, it is. Um, one player told ESPN on Tuesday that although the doctors have told him he is no longer contagious after contracting it, he can still experience some side effects, like brain fog. The player told ESPN that he's planning to resume play with the team, though he's concerned about the unknown. All players must be cleared by the cardiologist, as well as a team doctor, before they are cleared to get back on the ice. I can tell you that is actually true, because I had a cheerleader of mine had to get um, cleared by the cardiologist to come back to cheer. Um, mentally for me, this hasn't been the easiest year. I'm coming up on 50 days of quarantine just in the past year. It's been a rough to go for a lot of people. And I've definitely been thinking about my teammates and their families every day. I feel fortunate that we weren't as affected as they were. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope people don't take this the wrong way. I'm a super competitive guy, but blah, blah, blah. This isn't about hockey. This is about the health and safety of our players, their families, and their children. It, this isn't about making the playoffs. And I just was that. I just said that. This is what the, what, why do the, why does the N, NHL have a players association if they're not going to step in? Hello? What are you people doing? Step in. 
the Canucks shouldn't be able to play until maybe next Friday. Give them a week to get back their skating legs and to get back on the ice. For God's sakes. Look what happened to Henry Lundquist. Henrik Lundquist. He had heart surgery and he came back on the ice and he had a setback. He shouldn't have been on the ice to begin with anyway. He had heart surgery and you're a lot older. But, you know, he loves the game and he wants to be out there. I mean, that, how ridiculous is that? And then the cardiologist said, nope, you can't be out there. And he's now he has to go back to doing his physical therapy stuff. But the same should be, the same should be said for these guys. They shouldn't be on the ice. I'm sorry. It's not that important. There are more important things than this. All right. Well, so the NFL draft is coming up. I'm going to do um, my special. Oh, and speaking of doing something. So I read about the, so <laughs> for the Jets, I just want to say this. The Jets, this is, this I laughed at. So I laughed this morning when I read this. Where is my tweet? So because, you know, people have to project, and I say that with quotation marks, how they think that um, teams are going to do during the season. So here's the pick. Ready? So we totaled out um, how many um, total wins, right? So they have um, near Jets six. All right, where are the Panthers? I just want to see where they have the Panthers. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Green Bay, Buffalo Rams, Cleveland, Seattle, Carolina. They have seven and a half. You know, I can definitely see Carolina getting eight to nine wins. Okay. So they have the Jets six, right? So I put this. You mean with their new Prince Charming? who all in the media claim is the best quarterback in the draft, and you're only projecting six wins? <laughs> I already had one person retweet that. One person liked it. I have ten people, like, commented under that. Because you know how I love getting under your skin, Jets Twitter. <laughs> it's so easy to get under your skin. Sam Darnold is going to get more wins with Carolina. Then your precious Prince Charming, who you want to draft Zach Wilson, with your precious Jets. Just face the fact that you wouldn't be getting more wins if you had Sam Darnold as your quarterback. If he built the team, if Joe Douglas built the team around Sam Darnold, you would be winning. I told you this was going to end up happening. You are now, have set your team back at least two years from being anywhere competitive. You may, in fact, get the first pick in the draft next year. Because you're a dumpster buyer. Sam, honey, aren't you glad you left? Speaking of Sam, uh, again, I got my uh, my uh, shirt. Oh, I have to take it out of the closet. It came like from like the manufacturer, like the shirts that I I I make clothing too. So the clothing I make comes from the um you know the manufacturing um facility and it smells like like vinegar i don't know why they smell like vinegar when they come back from there but it stinks so i had to put i put so i wrap it here's a hint so you take it so you don't have to wash it the first time you take it and you lay it flat and then you take um dryer sheets and you lay them out and then you roll them together you roll it out really cool um so anyhow 
Oh, you mean with their new Prince Charming? <laughs> with all you and the media claim is the best quarterback in the draft, and you're only projecting six wins? Oh my god, I crack up. Yeah, they're not gonna I tell you the Jets are not even gonna get six wins. They'll be lucky if they get four at this rate. Because for now, who we'll talk about this next week with the with I'll do an, an NFL draft special. Who is he throwing to? Yes, Corey Davis. Okay, great. Okay, great. Yes, Crowder and Mims. But they're not number ones. They're not number one receivers. Berrios is not a number. number he, Berrios should be on the special teams unit, but that's beside the point. He's really good at special teams and, re, and, and returns. But who, who's he throwing to? And people have the Jets projected to draft a running back. Um, hello, don't they have them? See, Sam Donald has an elite running back. There are no elite running backs on the Jets. There are no elite wide receivers on the Jets. And who's freaking protecting the quarterback besides Beckon? It can't all be Beckon. You have to have somebody else on the offensive line. Who is it? Oh, you haven't heard the last of it. God help me. So anyway, um, your premiere announcement was published. Okay. Plans to premiere a video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Posted by Joey K oh my god, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna tell I'm gonna yell at Mark because now. Mm-hmm. Ugh. This is my life, posted by Joey, <laughs> who just does crap without telling me that he's posting things on the client's page. Because, you know, <clears throat> he thinks he's all that. Sorry, sweetie, you ain't. Okay. Anyway, oh, let me know this. This is what I have to do. This is my life. <laughs> this is my life. Yes. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to email Joey. No, this is what I'm doing. I, I live right here, on here. Joey. And I'm going, I'm going to CC Mark. And I'm going to CC Dr. Shawnee. Um, just so that everybody knows. See, this is my life. Uh, <laughs> You can't just, don't just post things without me knowing that you're posting things. Because I have a way of doing things. But that's, see, that's what I'm, I, it's strategic. Let me know what we're doing before we do it. This is also what happens with social media. I'll give you a hint. When you have too many chefs in the kitchen, your social media goes to blunk. It falters. You can't have five different people and five different companies posting at the same time. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. <sighs> well, 
So I will see you all next week. Well, I'll see you on the Sassy Show on Thursday. And then Friday, uh, we'll have this Sassy Nation. Next week will be the last week of cheerleading. This week is the last week of cheerleading competition, being that I have a competition tomorrow, and God help me. That's all I can say. I will talk about that next week. Oh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, Because the section really screwed up for the girls. They screwed up for the girls. I will talk about that next week. I will talk about that and uh, when we have football next week. So I have football cheer next week. And then we have our last football game of the season next week on Friday night. Depending if the team, if the Mounties get into the playoffs. We may have a home game. Another game. We'll see. So that about it. That about wraps that up. I will talk to you all later. And you can all find me on Twitter. I'll be there. Loud and clear. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And you know what? I, unlike some people, have nothing to hide. You will see it all on social media. You will hear me all here on this show and on the Sassy Show. I, for one, yes, some things in life are private. But when you are a public figure, when you are an athlete, your life cannot be private. Not all of it can be private. Some of it can be private, yes. But the but for the most part, it shouldn't be. And, and I'm just going to say this. If you are an athlete and you're struggling and you're having a hard time right now, or you're struggling and your, your career is in the toilet, we don't know what's going to happen, you should always know that your significant other should be out there in public defending you. It looks better when you have a support system. And it's not just the same freaking people. And it's not your mommy and your daddy. It's people that are out there supporting you. And they're not afraid to support you. That's another thing. If people are afraid to support you, doesn't that like, isn't that like a red flag for you? That you shouldn't, that you don't belong together? Because they don't want to go out there in public and say that they support you? Just a little something to think about. Just think about it. All right. Toodaloo. Toot-a-loo. I will see you online. Have a great weekend, everybody.